Have you ever stopped to think about how nutrition plays a big role in the health of your brain? Most of us don't consume enough of the nutrients that are important for lifelong brain health. This is why we love NeuroReserve's daily supplement, Relevate. Relevate makes it easy to fill in the gaps in our diet every day. Modeled after the Mediterranean and Mind diets, every serving of Relevate contains a comprehensive, cost-effective bundle of 17 brain-healthy nutrients for less than buying a cup of coffee each day. We especially love NeuroReserve because it was founded by our friend, Ed Park, who dedicated his life to improving brain health after losing his father to Parkinson's and dementia. Ed has given our listeners a special code for 15% off all orders of Relevate, so head over to NeuroReserve.com and learn more about their evidence-backed product, Relevate. Don't forget to use code REMEMBERME at checkout for 15% off, including subscriptions. That's NeuroReserve.com, code REMEMBERME. Hi everyone, I'm Rachel and I'm Maria and we're the hosts of Remember Me. This podcast is dedicated to preserving the memories of those diagnosed with dementia. We hope this episode helps you feel more connected, provides a deeper understanding, and allows you to learn to accept the good. Always, always accept the good. This is Remember Me. Should I play the welcome back song? <laughs> welcome back. Mm. Welcome back. back. I is, cannot believe it. Season, season four. four. Did you think I, we would make it to season four? Is that a rhetorical question or are you really asking me? No, I'm asking. Um. Well, my whole family is shocked. My kids are <laughs> we're not like my mom. My mom's super supportive. But like my family's like, wait, but my kids are learning to count in Spanish. And so I told him we're starting season four and my little one, Jack's like, oh, you mean cuatro? I'm like, oh, okay. Mr. Bilingual Martinez. Got it. Oh my gosh. We have a lot of new listeners. And I know as a podcast listener, when you discover something, you start with the latest Mm -hmm. episode. I don't know if anyone of our new listeners has really gone and started from the beginning. So a quick mini intro. My name's Maria. And this is my internet best friend, Rachel. Hi. We met on Instagram. We started this podcast in August of 2020. And here we are in season four. Uh, We started this because of our parents, Leah and Frank. They will always be a huge part of every season of this podcast. But sadly, we lost them while recording the first season. Almost exactly one month Oh my gosh. I forgot it was the first season. We actually cut it a little short, right? You like did the best friend interview because I was like, oh yes. We were kind of scrambling in the background. Remember? Remember the beginning? We just going back and forth. Like one of our parents would not be doing well and they'd like trade places of what stage they were at. And we're like, what are we going to do? And we did it. 
we did, did it. it. And yeah. we pretty quickly had the best little listener base. And we're like, we can't let them down. <laughs> so we're like literally at our parents' bedside and like, okay, we got to keep figuring out how to release this podcast. But then we were like, wait, we should really take We should break. take five. Yeah. And we did. And we came back stronger. And it's I was- been a, It's been a while. It's been a ride. It's been it's a while. It's been a ride. ride. I was thinking about this time last year in 2021 when we came back from our break Mm -hmm. and that first episode that we recorded, just you and me, and I barely spoke in it because everything was making me cry. I was so fragile after losing my mom and you were so strong and like telling everybody what had happened with your dad and we're like really diving into our grief. I was just like so, so, so broken. And I don't now, think you were. I mean, you probably felt it, but you didn't display it to me. I don't think. And we talk 6,000 times a day. No, you were adequately sad. Like, it, right. It was appropriate reaction for what was going on at the time, but it's just like so crazy how you evolve in your grief and how like the waves of grief are up and down and it just like changes you. And, but here we are. We're, we're back. We're still going. We're still back with the bang. moving forward. And we're really excited to tell you guys about what. But wait. But wait. There's more. Um, oh. If oh. you do want to hear our oh, story. Yes. Right. I'm episode one. Frank and Maria's story is episode two. And I was actually thinking, I wonder what it would be like to re-record our story. I wonder if we would have like such a different take because we thousand, recorded yes. them with when our parents were living. Totally. We should do it. Let's do it this season. Let's oh just do it. We could Rachel even always just piles things on the to-do list. Like, let's just do it. I know. Let's just stop and go to Mayo Clinic. Let's just do this. Let's just do that. I know. I should be a little bit more, maybe just tell you that offline, but it's, <laughs> it's, all it's good. fun. We'll try it. Maybe it'll be a remembers only special. That would be really, really cool. And I love that plug. Speaking um. of <laughs> speaking of remembers only, have you joined? So we should just tell anyone new what it is. We started it around our one year anniversary. We started a members oh only gosh. site. And I'm really amazed at all the things that we've done. We never like stop to talk about it, but hi, welcome to Remember Me, where we just talk about how great we are. <laughs> <laughs> And we really don't feel like we're that great. I'm just saying, like, thinking of everything we've been through, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. But anyway, I think, I think Remember Only Space is best described by going to our website. Yes. And getting more information. It's basically a Santa bag full of extra stuff. Santa bag. That's what I picture. I picture like you and I with the big sack over our back. Like, oh, you want you want a little bit more grief? Okay, kid, there you go. You want a little bit? That's what I picture when I'm like uploading stuff. It's just more. You get more. You, just you get, get a more. lot more. You get a lot more. Go check, check it out. that out. We have such an amazing group in there. It's just like, it's really special. And like we do special events and Zoom happy hours and stuff. And if you're listening. Oh, that's another we good. love you guys. We'll drop. We are on opposite coasts. So oh, I'm yes. in California and Maria is in Boston. And this is how we communicate is over the phone or Zoom. We've only met one time in person. Um, Still so wild. I know. But like we could go days without, like obviously the holidays just passed. We went days without talking and we're both just like, 
yeah, I'm like, there? <laughs> I was Do just I telling Rachel too, and she told me to share on here that my husband was getting ready to go back to work after taking some time for the holiday, and he was feeling pretty blue. And then he just said to me, you know, but I'm really excited for Remember Me to come back. And I'm like, oh, so you could like listen to episodes. And he's like, no, I just like really like hearing you and Rachel strategize and like going back and forth on the phone. Oh, Mike, just a doll. <laughs> he's the best. He really is. You lucked out. He is a remember too. He yeah, joined before there. I could tell him, you don't have to do that. We pay service fees on that. <laughs> And he's there every happy hour. Yep. Ready to go. He's, he's crafting. He's doing all the stuff. So shout out to Mike. Mike always gets a shout out. He's pretty solid. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Okay. So we can are. We? Yes, we can. And I know are that. You ready? Yes. I know. Maria's our, a little timid. Maria's been a little timid about this topic. Well, I know that our listeners love our raw and real conversation. So we're going to let you peer into the window of a conversation between us, figuring out what our theme was going to be this season. And, you know, someone once asked us if we ever fight. Do we ever fight? It wasn't a fight. I don't think it was a fight. I think we just had to get on the same playing field. Like I saw it one way, you saw it the other. And I don't think it was a fight. I think it was more just like, I'm going to (laughs) win. Just kidding. So tell everyone what your idea was and I'll tell them what my thoughts were. Okay. Well, let me start by saying this season, we are going to be talking heavily about trauma. And how this gulp <laughs> disease and this this disease on one side and this experience on the other are so based on trauma. And when you're in it, I don't think we realize how traumatic it actually is right. to watch somebody physically, mentally, behaviorally change, right? Mm-hmm. So the word trauma can be triggering to a lot of people. Yes. So that was Maria's issue, right? Like you were worried. I, when you said, I want to focus on trauma, I was like, "Ah!" I don't know if we can do that. I I don't know if people are going to like that. And a little more background for those of you who don't know, Rachel is a trained marriage and family therapist. So that word and its meaning and like the deeper understanding of trauma is something that she's so comfortable with. But I think just even the word trauma is triggering to everyday, you know, people so who Maria are in was the like, field. <laughs> Maria was like, can we call it traumatic responses? <laughs> <laughs> I love your that? impression of me. I I was like trying to do everything to like not say I didn't want to say no, but I was like I just I, I can we call it something else? But it's so good. It's so good when we quote unquote argue because it's so I'm so aggressive and Maria is just like <laughs> wait, let's like really slow down and think about it. I'm like no, 
<laughs> we're going to do it and you're going to like it. I promise. And she's just like, I need to have a couple minutes to think about it. I was I'm like, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I, w- I was triggered by it because I'm like trauma. Wow. It's just like such a big word. But we both went out and bought this book that many, many people, anyone I tell about it is like, oh, yes, I've heard of this book. The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of start to familiarize ourselves with the brain and body response to trauma. And as I started it, I texted Rachel and I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad we're doing this. Like this was 100%. You were right. Woo! That's, woo! I love those words. (laughs) That's like Mike's favorite thing to hear in the world. You are absolutely right. But me being me, I have to say to our listeners, don't be scared. It's not like, it's not going to be scary. It's not going to be scary. The whole point is... And we say this even in our intro, we want to provide a deeper understanding, not just, Mm -hmm. you know, for everyone listening, like we ourselves want to have a deeper understanding of this experience Mm -hmm. that we have endured, that our parents have endured, our families have endured. And we want to learn what's happening with us so we can grow and understand how to move forward with our lives and understand we're changed now. Like we are different people Mm -hmm. and we want to accept and learn more about that. Totally. So because I am so aggressive, I have no problem sharing, you know, my past and I'm an open book, but I do want to share this experience that I had because I think it really outlines this idea that we are living through trauma, but you don't necessarily know it when you're in the moment. So I want to preface it by saying trauma interrupts the plot. So that's a huge Mm -hmm. take home. It's not, you never plan on losing your mom or your dad or your spouse or your brother or your sister in such a way that FTD causes. Okay. So when my dad was first getting sick before diagnosis, it was the stage where you're just noticing Maria's favorite question. Let's just jump right in and, you know, (laughs) what was the first thing you noticed and what was wrong with that? Okay. So, um, my mom's mom had passed away and I went to her house and I'm cleaning out all her stuff with my family and, you know, we're going through and she had a huge, I'm 21, 22, maybe she had a huge unopened bottle of sky vodka. Okay. And as like a newly legal person, I'm like, I'll take that. So brought it home you know, everything's so great or unpacking her stuff or looking through it at memories, memories, memories. My dad comes in and again, he's, he's different. And I'm going to say it because I can, he's my dad. He was odd. I knew something was going on. So he comes in, I kept my alcohol above my closet. Okay, mom, did you hear that? I stored alcohol in my room (laughs) and He came in and he opened my closet and he pulled out the sky vodka and he asked if he could have a drink. And I said, no. And partially because I knew he was, um, toying around with alcohol more than he normally would have. So I said, no. And he proceeded to take the bottle and pour himself a drink. So as I stated, I'm pretty aggressive. I went out there, I grabbed the bottle we're walking around. I'm, you know, don't chase me. And he's not physically harming me. He's not yelling, but I have the bottle of sky vodka in my hand. And the only thing I thought to do at that point was to dump it down the sink. So I remember I went into my parents' bathroom. I closed the door. I locked it. 
and I'm pouring an entire huge, you know, the blue bottle down the drain. And now anytime I smell vodka, it takes me back to that experience. Yep. So when I'm living it, I'm just like, ugh, this is awful. But now that I'm looking back on it, a smell or a memory and your body physically reacts to it, that is a sign of trauma. Right. And when we think about losing our loved ones and when you think about sitting next to your mom when she's actively dying, like that is not just like a run-of-the-mill day. Right. And these experiences shape and change our literal being. Right. And I think it's important going back to how we were like arguing or <laughs> quote unquote arguing. We were, we were discussing. Discussing. You know, I think people might have this conception that trauma has to be violence and abuse and these really, I've heard it referred to as like capital T trauma, mm-hmm. but really the definition of trauma is. Oh, you would like me to jump in? Yes. I'll say it in layman's terms. It's basically a very unpleasant or intolerable event. And so- is there something about it that's like, one of the things that I thought was traumatic about what happened with my mom was like the shock of it. Like, is that an element of it? I would, I, I personally would argue yes, but what happens is you, you get, so people let's take war the first, you know, week or two. I think you're pretty shocked when you're in Afghanistan, like in the bunker, but then that shock stays with you. So you, your body now is at a different physiological level. So that's like a huge take home. When my dad's following me around the house, my blood pressure's up, my heart rate's going. Those things are now triggers. And you trauma is just, I guess maybe this could be a reason why you don't want to get into it. It's tricky because there's an event that takes place that you don't like and your body mentally, physically, emotionally reacts to it. So I think when people hear the word trauma, they think of abuse, violence, extreme violence. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. But watching a parent or a spouse or a sibling change, there's an element of what am I doing? Right. So there's an element of shame and guilt that come along with trauma. Mm -hmm. So for us in this lovely club, we have the grief and the trauma, and then the shame. And they all interlink and weave together. Mm. So I think for sure there is an element of shock, but ultimately you start second-guessing yourself, right? Right. So if I put more vitamins in my dad's water, would he be different? Would he still be alive? If I were to visit him more, would he know that he was so very much loved? Like you start to replay all of these events in your head and then come the shame and the guilt. So in this book, The Body Keeps Score, it's it's a heavy read for me. I, it's a lot of science too in the beginning, which is fascinating. But some of the things that really stuck out to me that 
made me be like, oh, yes, we need to talk about this is just this idea. I'm going to read just a quote from the book. Long Mm -hmm. after a traumatic experience is over, it may be reactivated, just like you were talking about with the vodka, reactivated at the slightest hint of danger and mobilize disturbed brain circuits and secrete massive amounts of stress hormones. So this is like literally like biological, Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. is a physical reaction that you're having. And I have an experience like recently that made me be like, wow, this is just so real. So I have a relative, young, young relative who was just in a very scary health situation where he was in the ICU. And it was, it was terrifying for everyone involved. And I can't even talk about it too much because I literally like I'm tensing Mm -hmm. my shoulders Mm -hmm. and um, my aunt and I were talking about it and we are both so still uh, carrying this trauma from my mom that having this situation come up, we were like going to the worst case scenario, so Mm -hmm. freaked out, like just our minds were going to such a bad place and I think that is just your body preparing itself like, oh, we've been through here something we go like this before. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go again. And I think one of the things that was the most helpful when we were talking is like, okay, what are the facts? Mm-hmm. Like what is actually going on here? So mm-hmm. like the more that we can understand like how our past experiences are impacting and, and creeping into our present day life, the more we can try and work through it. You know how they say like in trauma, you go to like uh, fight, flight, or freeze? Mm -hmm. It was like that was happening Mm -hmm. immediately. And all of those are somewhat learned. So in that situation with my dad and the vodka, like I literally fleed away from him and I can feel it occasionally if my kid gets hurt or they have a real high fever in the middle of the night, I don't want to be around it. I don't want to be near it. I don't want to know. I don't want to see it. I just want to act like it's not happening. And that's my way of coping. Right. But I think what, why I wanted to talk about this topic was because it's natural and accepted to, um, how do I say it? It's, It's a natural response to what you and I and our listeners have gone through. So to me, if after your mom died and you were like up and at him and talking on the episode, you said you were quiet on, I'd be like, is she she okay? Like, is she disassociated? You know, there's something more. But this is a response to change abrupt change, I should say, and change that we weren't ready for. So neither one of us were ready for our parents to A, get sick and then B, pass away. Right. But what I want our listeners to take home is that this is a typical response. Right. You want to normalize that this is traumatic. And another thing in the book that I I was like, nodding and reading and like, oh, this is so right. One of the avenues that is proposed for like kind of facing your trauma is, quote, 
talking, connecting with others, and allowing ourselves to know and understand what is going on with us while processing memories of the trauma, which is basically an advertisement for our podcast. (laughs) So welcome to season four. So welcome to season four. But I think one of the things that is so difficult about FTD and related disorders and having a loved one with, you know, any sort of like early onset dementia is it can be so isolating because people don't understand what you're going through. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get, and especially during this time in our world, that you get so isolated and you don't have people to talk to about this trauma that you're going through because there's not enough awareness. People don't have the understanding. And then you just don't have those avenues to process, mm-hmm. you know, what is happening around you. So that is why one of the many reasons why we do what we do is to provide a space for people to come and talk and really dive in to what they're experiencing and have people who get it. We get so many like beautiful DMs. Totally. Um, And we received a message the other day. I saw you respond and then I woke up and read it and I was like, oh, it's a good thing to wake up to. Mm -hmm. This girl said, I have been putting off listening to your podcast Mm -hmm. and I just, I couldn't like, you know, she's in the thick of, she's what we call in the thick of it with her Mm -hmm. dad. And -hmm. she's like, oh my God, I'm so glad I did. And I binged, you know, the first five episodes. Good. She started, she started from the beginning. It sounds like. Oh, go girl. But I think there is this fear, just like I have the fear of talking about trauma. There's this fear to, to dive in. Mm -hmm. But when you do it, there's beautiful healing that can come from sharing our experiences and trying to understand them better. So right. once again, Rachel was right. So I love it. I love it. We don't have to say anything else. Beep and cut <laughs> end scene. <laughs> so what does this look like for the season? So we're gonna have plenty of talks about this within our members only group, but within some of the interviews we've done and we'll continue to do as we're wrapping up recording our season is just having a little bit more of a conversation about the traumatic piece of it. We're not springing it on them. They all know. Totally. <laughs> they all know, but and and it's it's crazy like I'm so scared to ask people about stuff like that, but I mean, people are just so beautifully open and I just mm-hmm. think there's so much to learn through other experiences and there's stories that are very parallel to the FTD experience, like, you know, forms of early Alzheimer's and Lewy body dementia. And so we will be telling some of those stories as well. We started to do that last season too. And I know we heard from a lot of listeners that just felt like, oh, wow, it is, they Very are similar. feeling sim- similar things to us. Totally. Um, so we're just going to keep on keeping on. We're going to keep on keeping on. But I just, I, I know you've said it, and it's part of our whole spiel, is to A, provide a deeper understanding, and then B, we want to normalize this experience. And when you're talking with, you know, your friends at dinner and you're like, oh my gosh, today I went to see my whoever, dad, mom, sister at their assisted living. And this is what happened. And they're just like, yeah, wow. You know, you're in this club of people who 
100% understand and can relate. And when people feel validated and empathized with, that is where the healing begins. Right. You can't expect to wake up one morning and be like, I'm not so sad anymore. Like it doesn't work like that. So the more information we can give, the ways we can be vulnerable, we are totally open to. So we are always available to chat or to receive emails or messages. Get in touch with us. If there's something you want us to talk about, there's something you don't want us to talk about. Skip. We're we're here. (laughs) We are here. And it's going to be a great season. We also have some really incredible experts coming on more from the scientific aspect of FTD and getting into that. Um, we have an, you know what, I'm going to save some of this for remembers only. Yeah. Our remembers are going to get a little bit more of a sneak peek of what's coming. I just want to pose one question to leave with. Okay. And you're not, you're never supposed to end on a question, but this one's a powerful one in the idea ready. of ready. Okay. Maria, hang on tight. In the idea of trauma and the guilt and the shame and all of that, I think it would be, um, I don't, and maybe I don't think it would be anything. I would appreciate where are we going? <laughs> if people would think to themselves, when or where do I feel most safe? Hmm. Because that's going to be something that we're asking our interviewees yes. is during this chaos, what brought you safety? Was it you? Right. Was it a partner? Was it, you know, fleeing? Was it fighting? Was it, but that's something to really, you know, veg out on because only you can provide that for yourself. And I didn't know what it was. I still right. probably never really felt safe in my dad's disease because I thought like, oh, this isn't about me, but hello, it is. <laughs> But where, but I also think physically, like, where do you feel safe? Like, Mm -hmm. did you have like a safe place going to Nick's or like, I mean, I think I did, but it's like always there. Do you know what I mean? So how did I, are you saying like safe space in your mind? Yeah. Like what, how, or what brought you the sense of safety? Like, okay, I'm okay. I can handle this during trauma. You're like, going through the motions. Okay. I got to get up. I got to go to work. Like your mind is at a million different places. So what, what felt the most comfortable for you during, you know, your chaos? That's a good thing to know. So when you get triggered back, totally, you know, where to find refuge. Exactly. That was the word, maybe refuge. Like what brought you that feeling of just like support? Like somebody is swaddling you. Right. Well, I have to give a disclaimer, you know, because I'm married to a a, a litigator. So we're not a litigator. We're, <laughs> we are not uh we're not I mean, Rachel is a trained therapist, but we're not uh suggesting that we're providing anyone therapy here. More is just a safe space to talk and you know, some of the things I've been learning by reading this book and through some of our interviews, I bring up to my therapist and mm-hmm. it gives us like more avenues and ways to kind of dive into the experience. So 
So you know, hang I gotta on. throw that in there. Here we go. Welcome to season four. Welcome to season four. It's gonna be so great. It's gonna be so, so, so great. And oh my gosh, some of the interviews we've done so far are just we're like, this is the best interview. Yeah, we've ever this had. is and gonna then, be first. And then the next one, we're like, no, this is gonna be first. <laughs> um, so we've just really connected with some incredible people. And the best interviews, in my opinion, are the ones where people are just so open and mm-hmm. so vulnerable and it's going to be right. great. It's going to be so good. Tune in every Tuesday. We launch a new one. And if you're interested, check out our website and join Remembers Only. We also have great FTD resources on our website too. So don't just think we're pushing we the Remembers Only. We have a lot of good stuff. I just want to thank everyone who – I know people take a lot of pride in like being like – we get messages sometimes from people that are like, I've been listening from the beginning. Totally. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm an OG. And some of these people don't introduce themselves to us until like a year later. Right. And maybe someone's listening right now and they still have not introduced themselves. Okay. We appreciate you. Everyone that supports our podcast in any way, whether it's sharing uh, our posts or writing a review or reading our blog, what every tiny thing, there's so many free things you can do to support us and our mission. And we love you guys. And we're just really excited. Keep going. Here we go. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We release new episodes each week on Tuesdays, so be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. If you want to connect with us, you can follow us on Instagram at RememberMePodcast or visit our website, RememberMeFTD.com. You can learn more about this week's sponsor by visiting neurreserve.com and don't forget to use our code RememberMe for 15% off at checkout. This podcast is produced by Maria Kent Beers and Rachel Martinez and the beautiful music you hear is a song called So Damn Lucky by Bailey Kent. So damn lucky.